That was an evil laugh. No, it's it's evil because I know it's going to be powerful. And- Episode 234 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am your host, Guy Grumpy, joined by my good friend and co-host, Noodle Swoop. Hello. And this week, we're just going to start reviewing the cards from the Murder at the Castle Nathria set that's been shared with us so far. Uh, It's a bit longer of a spoiler season this time, so we should be able to keep up with these uh, uh, and stay current. Um, But before we get there, this wouldn't be the happy Hearthstone if we didn't talk about what's giving us joy. Noodle, what's making you happy? Well, uh, for the longest time, I've been streaming off of a Surface Pro, which I don't know if you're aware, but that is essentially a tablet that is a computer but it really is a tablet. So the fact that I've even been able to do that is a technological feat that is beyond my even comprehension. But uh, over the 4th of July weekend, there's been a bunch of sales on computers and I have managed to, with the help of my friend Checkmate, secure myself a new streaming slash gaming slash podcast recording setup (laughs) and uh i am super super stoked um looking forward to it it was actually a like customizable pre-built is the best way that i can think of it like you could pick the options but like meanwhile they they're doing all the work of putting it together for me so i do have to wait a little bit until the end of the month to actually get that delivered to me but I am so excited to have that. And it's even kind of set up for like future proofing down the line. I can, you know, if I needed to add more RAM, change out the video card and do those types of things to keep kind of myself set up for well into the future. So I'm super excited, but it's definitely going to take me from one point to a whole other point when it comes to the, (laughs) the, the whole streaming gaming recording world. So I am, I'm super, super happy and super stoked to uh, get that when it does show up. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for you too. I know you've been looking for one for a while. I think you were going to, to buy this for your birthday present, right? To yourself. Yeah. Kind of like my, my birthday slash tax return slash kind of everything all together. But I, I've been looking and looking and, and, and keep waiting for the right cell and the right time and the right system and working it all out. So it finally, finally happened. So I'm, I'm super excited to get that. So, but what is making you happy guy grumpy? 
Uh, today, I have to say, uh, it's Rainier cherry season, uh, which is a little bit later than usual this year. Uh, and it's been something that we missed last year as well. It just seems like they, they aren't making it to the, uh, the um, city centers. Uh, so today we took a, a quick trip out to a place that Jilly had found that definitely had Rainier cherries. We got three pounds of them and some other stuff, some other fruit from the fruit stands out there. And yeah, they're just as delicious as I remember. And and excited to have like the crumbles and things that will come from that. <laughs> All the various enjoyable goodies. That, that sounds great. Plus getting out to the countryside is always a welcome thing to do as well. Oh yeah, there's beautiful views of the mountains. Uh, you can see um, Adams, Mount Adams, and Mount Hood, uh, pretty close up. It seemed so. It was pretty awesome. Unfortunately, the uh, the photos we took didn't really do it justice because they don't have the right focal, you know, point for the mountains. But um, they're the memories that we'll cherish. Excellent. You know, that's part of the whole summer season. But we're here to talk about a another season, and that is reveal season. Right as we have now entered the reveal season for the next expansion for Hearthstone for Murder at Castle Nathria, which I know a lot of people are really excited about this theme. Um, I'm still uh, warming up to it, but there's still excitement there. I've already put in the pre-orders. Definitely, I put in my pre-order too. But I'm excited. I love kind of like the whole the whole theming of it is really great. It also kind of gives me kind of some of the Halloween vibes, which I kind of like. But it's really more of like a whodunit. So uh, the the way that it kind of is announced is the Shadowlands is normally where souls go after they die. So when someone dies in the Shadowlands, that's kind of a mystery. And uh, Sire Denathrius, he invited 10 of his counterparts and enemies to Castle Nathria for a dinner party so they could address the malicious rumors that he was hoarding anima, the life energy that is drained from tortured souls and used to power the Shadowlands. But just after the festivity started, Sire Darnathrius was found dead, and it seems a gaggle of enemies does not a good dinner party make. Uh, now the illustrious Murloc Holmes and his trusty sidekick Watfin have been called in to solve the case, scour new location cards, follow the trail in, of infused minions, and question the 10 legendary suspects and help determine who committed the murder at Castle Nathria. <laughs> I've been my dear Watfin. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. uh, just love the Murlocs. So it's good that we have them running as main characters. That, that, that is true. And in fact, we'll find out a little bit about that in our uh, card of the week. So I'm excited for that. Um, the murder at Castle Nathra, it actually launches on August 2nd. So we have this whole month to kind of get the reveals, and the reveal schedule is a little bit more. Um, it's kind of spaced out. I feel like it's a little bit slower going. So we kind of get hints along the way that help us kind of figure out this mystery of who has done this evil deed. But with that, we do have 10 suspects. And Cyrus uh, Darnathrius, apparently he had a lot of enemies. And so it happens that 10 of them were under the roof at, at the time of his demise. And so each class has a legendary minion that is a suspect in Cyrus Darnathrius's murder. Um, and that means they all had the means and the motive, but it's up to us to figure out 
who's guilty, but we're not doing it alone. We have, as we've just kind of talked about, we have Murloc Holmes to help us out. Uh, Murloc Holmes is a three mana, three, four Murloc with Bellcry. Solve three clues about your opponent's cards to get copy. You know how this works? So the way that it works is that there's three steps. So first you need to, once you put down his Bellcry, the first thing that you need to guess is which card started in your opponent's hand. So considering he's three mana, you do have a little bit of time to figure that out. And sometimes it's pretty easy if you know the first card that they played on their first turn. That makes it a little bit easier. And then the next one is you need to guess which card is in your opponent's hand. And then you need to guess which card is in your opponent's deck. And if you solve all of that, you get copies of all those cards. Do you have to solve all three of them uh, in order to get the cards? Or do you can you get one or two of the cards? You do have to solve all three. But granted, you also have, you know, Brand's Bronze Beard does exist currently in, in our core set. So we actually have a little bit of help. If you needed to, you might even need a second guess. And you could have a second guess. Now, granted... If you got it right both times, that would mean you'd need hand space for six cards. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> make those choices wisely. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the uh, Shaman uh, legendary, Baroness Vaj, uh, who's a four mana, three, six Naga. If this would transform into a minion, summon that minion instead. Uh, seems like they're trying to push us back in the... Uh, evolve shaman realm and this would be a really good one there's a lot of uh, support for that so far that's been revealed uh, as well that we'll get to in a few moments additionally uh it also means like mass polymorph means that baroness vash would stay on the board granted you wouldn't if you didn't have the board space you wouldn't summon the sheep but maybe you would they had to find ways to uh get rid of those sheep <laughs> <laughs> yeah and additionally uh now we have the legendary for warrior is a six mana three seven decimator Olgra. So just like we learned in the Barons, you know, that Olgra did meet her untimely demise. Now, instead of actually saying, did you find the wife? Now you literally could worry about warriors finding the wife. And uh, decimator Olgra has a battle cry gain plus one plus one for each damage minion. Then attack all enemies. Whew you put too many minions on your board that could uh that could come back to bite you yeah it's slowing down the the aggro strategies too huh? so big body and uh gets bigger and attacks everything could be a board clear i feel like it'll it'll definitely be a board clear <laughs> but it could also be your demise that's that's the, the concern <laughs> of you if, if you're kind of leaning too heavily into the we're not worrying about your life total. Like if you're a, for example, Murloc Warlock, or what do we just call that Murloc, um, then you might end up uh, life tapping and, and not realizing that you're setting yourself up for also board clear plus death. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize it was all enemies. It's it's. Uh, I thought it was just minions, but yeah, you bring up a good point. The face damage is huge. Yeah, yeah, and so then also with. The fact that we have uh, new suspects, we also have a new keyword, and that new keyword is infuse. So Anima, which we kind of talked about in the description for uh, Sire Dynathrius kind of holding all that Anima. Anima is drawn from Wayward Souls, powers 
all the Shadowlands and those who consume it. And cards with the infused keyword sit in your hand and absorb anima from your friendly minions as they die. So anima is essentially like saying if you have, like, say, a Silverhand recruit that dies, that's one anima. After the specified number of minions die, while the infused card is in your hand, the infused card will transform into a more powerful version and infuse your cards to unlock their powerful abilities. Uh, so then we also have a new card type uh, of locations. Uh, so Castle Nathria is like no place we've ever been before. Uh, you can explore through the, the locations. They're uh, played onto the battlefield. So uh, they have a cost to play into the battlefield, and then they have a durability that can be spent uh, to take advantage of their effects. Uh, they all have class-specific effects, and every class has one. And additionally, they also have one, they lose that one durability, but they also have a cooldown. It's actually kind of interesting, too, because, like, you'll see, you'll see the way that the art signifies the cooldown as they're, the, like, when you play it, it's like they, they close the door on the location, but then on that next turn, the door's kind of partly open up, and then finally, when it's available, it, it does open fully. So it's actually really cool, and a definitely a cool art direction to go to. Um, additionally, you can't beyond like using the ability there's not much interaction with the cards uh cards like twisting nether wouldn't necessarily remove a location however um there is going to be a card in the future or something in the future that helps to remove locations but even that's a mystery as that hasn't really been explained as to what that is whether it's a minion a spell or who knows what <laughs> that also removes them from the board. So it will make sense to go ahead and, and use those abilities wisely if they can be removed in the future. True. And you might, you know, because there is the cooldown, you might have to plan ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about those as we go through the, the uh, set. Mm -hmm. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. And we'll start off with Druid. Uh, They've only got one card that's been released so far, uh, the Hedge Maze. It's a three-mana, two-durability location uh, that triggers a friendly minion's death rattle upon use. Oh, and it's a rare. Which can be interesting. I mean, there there are some interesting death rattles. Uh, specifically, I always think of the Colossus. So you could gain at least, mm -hmm. you know, an additional eight armor. But there's probably other death rattles out there, like the Mines that even exist. Um that are neutrals that you could also use. So quite a few different ways that d death rattles may come into play. And we have not even seen many of the cards from the set. So there may be some very powerful death rattles yet to come out for Druid as well. Yeah. With only one card revealed that I, I think that that will be one uh, that we'll see a lot of in, in this set. Uh, also death rattles for Druid are, are kind of good in um, duels. So I've been again, playing more duels than anything. And uh, I'm already salivating at that one. Uh, All right. I think it'll be great. And speaking of another uh, class that has only had one card revealed, Hunter also got their location card revealed, and that is the Castle, Ken Castle Kennels. Woo! Some of these cards are tongue twisters. <laughs> Which is a two mana, three durability location, and it gives a friendly minion plus two attack. And if it's a beast, it gives it rush. That's a really great effect for um, that you can use three times for two mana. Uh, I don't know. That seems pretty, pretty good. And there's big beast hunters now that are doing pretty well on ladder. Uh, so expect this to maybe make him uh, 
big with smaller bodies. Well, and I also think about just even the the big like mama polar bear. If you're going to give that plus two attack and rush on the turn, it gets played because you can play this ahead of that. Mm-hmm. It kind of allows you to to kind of set up for, OK, I need to clear something and also keep still keep two two little cubs on the board as taunts those two fours. So um I think there's there's definitely ways that this could uh, come into play with some of those death rattle synergies too. So look forward to seeing what else is revealed for Hunter to also take advantage of that. Uh, into the mage where they have uh, six cards revealed. Uh, first off, we have their suspect, uh, the legendary Kelthazad, the inevitable. It's an eight mana six eight with a battle cry: resurrect your volatile skeletons. Any that can't fit on the battlefield instantly explode. Which then you're like, wait, what's a volatile skeleton, right? So those are our two mana two two skeletons um, that when they die, dealing two and two damage to an, a random enemy. Yeah. yeah, so that could end up being a lot of damage that all of a sudden ends up going face. So it's kind of like one of those things of like depending on how many you could manage to summon like that could be not only a board clear but also a creating a board for you and potentially also an otk in its own right a lot of a lot of uh fun to be had with with things dying resulting in more dying (laughs) (laughs) i do like that extra damage yeah it's like a theme right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of it kind of reminds me of the uh the bomb hunters from back in the day so next up we also have mage has a new secret three mana secret vengeful visage which is a secret after an enemy minion attacks your hero you summon a copy of it to attack the enemy hero seems fair uh, for an epic card um, I mean, there's lots of big minions, and I'm sure it'll uh, take all the buffs that that minion has as well. So, uh, again, straight face damage. I like it. I mean, it, it makes you almost wonder, like, what if your your design is to, like, put King Crush into your enemy's face? Now, all of a sudden, they also have King Crush and wait to attack your <laughs> own face? Like, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure that they'll they'll find ways to play around it, uh, but it will definitely be played around. I wonder uh, if it's if it's enough to kind of be one of those cards because we've kind of seen like the same thing in Paladin and even in Rogue with secrets that were similar, and those didn't necessarily see a lot of play. So I don't know. Will the fact that it also automatically attacks mean that you're going to use it quite a bit? Or is it one of those things that you're like, Oh, I randomly generated this off of school teacher. I'm okay with this. At least it's something better than the other choices that I had. Yeah. We don't really see a lot of secrets. So I think it's more the threat of it. Um, but you know, it'll really just be the ice armor. It's, it's the having to play around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least at least early on, once the meta settles a bit, then you'll know if it's actually being run or not and makes it a little less important to play around. Uh, next up is Deathborn. It's a six mana f- rare frost spell. Uh, deal two damage to all minions and summon a 2-2 volatile skeleton for each one killed. So you can see we're starting to build up those volatile skeletons for Keltazad. Uh <laughs> And it could be a lot of generation of two twos too. Uh, it's it's also nice that it's not. 
it's not like honorable kill like the brass wing so mm-hmm. it's any minion that it kills so you could also start to like kind of cut down a little bit of the health and to ensure that you get multiple of of those skeletons it doesn't have to be perfect right you could have something at one health and something at two health and you still get two skeletons so yeah more like the rancor um yeah for getting armor i, I could see that working out um especially it, it in like a big spell mage because it is one of those interesting like it costs six so maybe that's something that we're mm-hmm. gonna need to be aware of for a, like a bigger spell mage type of deck. then we also have the location for mage which is a three mana three durability rare location night cloak sanctum and it freezes a minion and then then summons a two two volatile skeleton so more skeletons to be had yeah i'm really liking the uh the theme for mage mage has always been my most played class but i kind of got away from it when it was it got a little too random uh, they've been bringing me back a bit uh, and i think that you know having some board-based mage stuff uh will really suit my play style well and it, it also feels like with this set they're bringing in more of the frost element which is kind of nice you kind of get that feeling of like things are getting frozen and ultimately like if everything's frozen then eventually those skeletons will be too much yeah as more of an aggro player i'm not really excited about all the freeze but uh you know frost spells are necessary so maybe it's not so much worrying about the freeze as it is that you also get to have a bunch of skeletons so you can take that aggressive approach yeah exactly and you do occasionally need to stop something big from coming right so it's definitely useful but playing against it i guess i I would rather not see that come down (laughs) (laughs) uh cold case is a four mana common frost spell summon two 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 volatile skeletons and gain four armor they're just letting us know how all these different ways to get the skeletons uh, on the board. Yeah, and and being able to to hold off until you can get Kel'Thuzad down by gaining that armor as well. I feel mm-hmm. like you're kind of set up for a big uh, explosion of skeletons by the time he comes down on turn eight. Absolutely. And then we have the common two mana frost spell, Frozen Touch which deals three damage with an infuse of three at a frozen touch to your hand. So you can just keep, as long as you got those skeletons dying, you can keep dealing three damage from hand and keep returning another uh, copy of frozen touch. Which will again, be another one that's really good in duels uh, because there's a lot of spells that didn't start in your deck uh, effects that, um, would really like those extra frozen touches. So it should be easy to keep up uh, as well. Um, Just kind of have to play around a few things. And it's direct damage to anything, so it's not restricted for two mana. It's pretty pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Moving on to Paladin. Their legendary is Stuart the Steward. He's a three mana, three, three with a death rattle. Give your next silver hand recruit you summon plus three, plus three, and this death rattle. (laughs) oh that was an evil laugh no it's it's evil because i know it's gonna be powerful and granted i know that there's there's like this the the starfishes out there so silences do exist priest has access to a very easy to to find and cast silence as well but 
I just I see some of the cards coming down the way, and the fact that Silverhands recruits her back in is is exciting too. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm one of those like Quest Paladin always kind of gets those ideas for me going. I, I loved Quest Paladin before when it had to do with the reborn minions, even though it felt like you were kind of shoehorned into the whole reborn effect thing. But it it feels good to 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 see him, but. Ultimately, the the laugh comes from that if I was a Hearthstone character, in like if if you were to take me and embody me embody me as a specific character in Hearthstone, this would be me, because the my name comes from playing World of Warcraft as a Moonkin, and now I've gone and started to play hearthstone as a paladin and so this merges the two of them i love it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna find every every way possible to to include him into this Uh, i absolutely love that that he's uh, he is what he is the way that he is i love it (laughs) (laughs) and he's probably the killer anyway (laughs) Hey, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him. <laughs> put it past him. I mean, you see that he's uh, on the card art. He's sprinkling a little bit of something onto something there. You know, I. I'm just saying, they're all. Everyone's dead. So if you give everyone that's dead holy light, does that have the opposite effect? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's the thinking. Definitely a thinker. Perhaps we will find out. Perhaps. <laughs> so next up, we have the five mana three four elitist snob, which is a epic with a battle cry for each paladin card in your hand. Randomly gain divine shield, life steal, rush, or taunt. I, I kind of like these effects that they've been putting in that you get uh, bonuses um, based on some resource that your class is known for. So, uh, you know, being a, a pure paladin, um, you'll get a lot of stuff, uh, but he won't grow any bigger. So, um, so I guess you only need four cards in hand. Well, and I look at it as you don't have to have purely paladin cards. Like if you happen to have... Yeah like your wild pyromancer you're not penalized for for having that in your hand granted if you only have so many cards you won't, may not get the effect that you want but mm-hmm. honestly the stats and also those keywords it's it's like telling me in standard we have access to two zilliacs mm. <laughs> we just don't have you know the magnetic ability with them Granted, there is hand buff that does exist, so there's a possibility to to get a lot of rushing, divine shield, life steal. You know, the taunts like you know that's nice, but there's a, a definitely the ability for on five to have a pretty healthy minion come down that gives a priority kill target and also could protect you from from those aggro. Uh, you know, style decks being able to kind of get down before, you know, turn eight now for Cariel. 
Yeah, just wish there was more draw in Paladin so that you could have ensure that you have it. Um, by five in aggressive decks, uh, you may not have anything left in your hand. I have yeah. to start saving up again. Um, that's the only drawback. <laughs> drawback. Good word usage. <laughs> you need the drawback. Yeah. <laughs> the Paladin location is the Great Hall. It's a two-mana, three-durability location uh, that sets a minion's attack and health to three. Kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I, I don't... I, th I feel like this is that card that you need to help reduce a big minion down to the right size. But sometimes... Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's ever those opportunities where you're like, you know what? I want my minion to be bigger. So this effect is actually pretty common in duels as uh, for Paladin. Uh, so uh, definitely you see it more used at the higher levels of wins uh, on your opponent's big minions. Uh, but there's, th there's going to be times when you need that extra little boost for your one ones. Uh, maybe if you're playing the new quest line Paladin, uh, for instance, this could, slot in and uh, give your one one or your one mana uh minions a little extra oomph it's it's interesting i don't know i, I feel like as a defensive tool it's great um yeah but i absolutely. don't know how if it will really fit anywhere else but in a control style it definitely feels like it, it could could make make things worthwhile especially if you know like for example that you have that elitist snob ready to go in your hand you could set mm -hmm. up that big thing to be down to size and it doesn't even matter if uh there wasn't any hand buff that that went on you still are going to eliminate that big threat before there's any any real downside yeah absolutely <laughs> so next we have the four minute two four buffet biggin He's a he got a battle cry. <laughs> Summon two silver. And I'm gonna laugh too hard. Summon two silver hand recruits. Infuse three. Give them plus two attack and divine shield. This is very reminiscent of our balloon vendor that we had before. It's mm -hmm. like the silver hand recruits happen to always have like some way that they're connected to some sort of four mana minion that gives divine shield an attack. At least this one manages to summon some silver and recruits. It's a little bit better than the, uh, the balloon vendor, which would require that you had silver and recruits on board to give the buffs to. Yeah. And playing in a, a dude paladin uh, deck where you're, bringing a lot of silver hand recruits into play, then uh, it's going to be easy to reach that infused costs too. So uh, it's pretty much going to be there. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that works with also uh, playing one amount of things along with the quest. Um, I don't know necessarily if at four mana, that's right where it needs to be, but um, it's it's definitely in there as a, as an ability to even just get that final bit of damage right at the end. Uh, next up, we have the Sinful Sous Chef. It's a one mana two one, a common card with a death rattle. Add two silver recruits to your hand. And uh, those silver hand recruits, those are also one mana minions. 
Um, so mm-hmm. that actually does set up for like that quest paladin type of play because the sinful sous chef is a one mana minion or and then your silver hand recruit that you have in your hand is also one mana. You could save some of those like if you happen to be like just about to finish the quest so you can put them down as they're now three threes instead of one ones. Uh, and also they're paladin cards, so they'll count towards the elitist snobs uh, uh, additional features. I didn't even think about that. Ah, that is a nice benefit. Yeah, <laughs> cards in hand. And it would also it would also discount down your um, your light ray because those would also oh, yeah. be paladin cards that would count towards paladin cards that you've played. Interesting. And it's cheap with a decent stat line. And I don't know. I, I think that one will be see, see a lot of play. Yeah, I like it. it. I think it'll see a lot of play. Maybe even just even in an aggressive style deck where like that type of refill of just having the additional one ones is kind of like a side benefit. So. Um, so next up for Priest, we also have Priest's Location, which is a 3-mana, three 3-durability three rare card with a Cathedral of Atonement. Give a minion plus 2, plus 1, and draw a card. I mean, draw 3 cards for 3-mana seems pretty good, even if it's not on the same turn. Uh, and that, to have the, the buff on top of that... I don't know. That's that seems to fit into my my uh, aggro pally or aggro priest that I always try and never works. Uh, but giving more attack than defense uh, is kind of exciting, even to me. Uh, I would take this in paladin. Can we have? Can I trade <laughs> priest? Like, can I just have that draw plus two right? plus one? It 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 reminds me of hand of a doll, but. Instead of having to cast it for two mana every time, I just cast it once for three mana and I get three times that amount. What? Right? That's I, I'm <laughs> sorry, that sounds broken to me. And I, but I also want it like I, I wanted to tell it. <laughs> we all want to play the broken stuff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The suspicious usher is a one mana one three rare. Uh, card uh, with a battle cry discover a legendary minion if your opponent guesses your choice they get a copy so do you try to to guess what they would absolutely not pick and give them a millhouse mana stone <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also a legendary minion so like i, I feel like there's there's going to be times where like there's always like the obvious choice right like Okay, well, mm-hmm. if it's Jace, like I'm never gonna actually get to the point where Jace makes any sense in a priest deck because I'm never gonna cast fell spells, right? Like, mm-hmm. meanwhile, like Cariel is a paladin card. I'm thinking Cariel Rome, the, the mercenary, right? And that would be great, um, because it's a minion, uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that would work well in Priest as they have holy spells too. So that would be a, like the obvious choice. And then there's like the, the like the like somehow doesn't make any sense like Vandar Stormpike. And you're like, 
well, that's like, you know, it's a <laughs> format of four four that they they clearly have minions that cost less than it in their deck, so they're probably not gonna pick that one. But like, that's the one they're gonna pick, just so that way you also don't get a copy of Carriel. It's like, but wait, it's just mind games. Like, how do you make that choice? You know, and yeah. and are are they? just gonna always pick the the right choice that would help them the most even if it does give you a copy because that that may not actually benefit you as much as it benefits the the priest player i i don't know it's kind of it's yeah. kind of i suppose it'll be it'll really depend on what you get offered you know there's going to be clear I think it'll be clear most of the time which one you should take. Um, and so you're just kind of giving them the uh, the bonus. It's kind of reminiscent of the warrior card that gives each player a colossal, but yours costs less. So you have a little bit of a benefit of picking which one, but you know your opponent still gets it. And then you, you might even run in run into things like hand size too right like where you mm -hmm. do it at the right time their hand mm -hmm. size is limited so even they want to pick the wrong choice just so that way they don't end up burning the card that they actually want from their deck right <laughs> that's next level thought that, that's for the uh the pros to to manage <laughs> okay <laughs> and for, for rogue we got their new location just two mana two durability Rare card, Sinstone Graveyard, summon a 1-1 one, one Stealth Ghost. It has plus one, plus one for each other card you've played this turn. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> like, you only get to use it twice, but... Yeah, I think think about, like, Scabs. Shadowcaster Scabs also discounts cards, to like, by two... Then you have Shadow Step, you could have coins, you could have multiple things that make a really, really big stealth minion. And right now we don't have many things that target stealth minions. Uh, yeah, I think that this one's going to be pretty broken uh, and will probably be on the first first things to look at. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know a current deck that it fits into. We've yet to have all the cards. So clearly True. there there may be very many other things that come into play that also work with this especially when you see things like the next card which is a door of shadows it's a one mana shadow spell draw a spell infuse two and add a temporary copy of it to your hand so yeah get some things killed uh get a one cost spell that draws a spell and uh, lets you play two of them uh get another big stealth ghost yeah i i, I think those kind of go hand in hand i think feel like there's a way to potentially set up to even have some minions on board and then you're you're setting mm -hmm. up just that right turn to like get the infused version and then you also could potentially like draw out say backstab you have a couple minions across the board like if you're facing a mage that has those skeletons those die and then it, that kills some of your things and there you go you're like off to the races getting more copies and and being able to kind of build up that that stealth ghost to the size that you want it to be granted we've yet to see all the cards so and it's a tutor 
Yeah, tutors are always powerful. I know that much. <laughs> uh, the next herd would be for Shaman. We have the three mana nature spell, Primordial Wave. You transform enemy minions into ones that cost one less and friendly minions into ones that cost one more. So, yeah, the evolve mechanic is back. Uh, takes away from it, the Murloc Shaman, but... Um, it's the evolve devolve. It's like everything everything changes, except for Baroness Vosh. She she never changes. Right, you just get a copy of whatever it would have uh, transformed her to, which is pretty good because she's four mana. So getting a five mana something seems pretty strong. There's a lot of really good five mana minions out there, so that could definitely be powerful. Combine the two together. Yeah. Next up, we have the uh, Muck Pools. That's the location for Shaman. It's a one-mana, three-durability location. Transform a friendly minion into one that costs one more. So I think about it. If, you, if you're if you on, like, that seven-mana turn, you manage to get down Baroness Vosh. You have the Primordial Wave. Happens, you get a five-mana minion. And then you can use your Muck Pools that you've had sitting on the board and get another five-mana minion. You get a couple of them just in that on that seven mana turn. That's a pretty good big shift. Additionally, anything that your opponent has across the board has gotten significantly decreased in size as well. And if those are things that have been buffed or have like significant, you know, other things going on with them, that could be a really kind of big swing in your favor as a yeah. shaman. Absolutely. So Warlock, they're keeping secret for yeah. now. Haven't revealed any cards from them yet. We do know though that... Oh. Rafam is out there in the guests that have been invited to this party. So we uh, have to assume Rafam's coming back in Warlock, right? I mean, like, it doesn't seem like he would fit in any other class. So No, I agree. He He's coming back, and he must have something up his sleeve. Because they've said <laughs> nothing as of this point. Yeah, I, hmm. I feel like... Uh, that's that's definitely the class to watch if we haven't seen anything just yet. Yeah, he'll probably be the last one released because most likely he's the one that did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Warrior has actually rece received both of their legendaries, which uh, the first legendary to talk about is the 7-mana 410 uh now I'm going to try and butcher this. Remornia, Living Blade. Oh, there you go. Which is a ru rush minion, and after this attacks, you equip it. And I have to assume that the 10 health on it means that it also has 10 durability and 4 attack, which sounds nutty. So the uh, the blade version of it, though, swaps back. So... Um... So when you attack with the 410 weapon, then it reverts to Remornia. So you can get two attacks with it in a turn. Oh, wow. Okay. Plus one with your with your uh, weapon. Dang. So like it, it can keep becoming uh, your weapon again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it comes back, it has rush. So it can. <laughs> you know, it's pretty crazy. You have you have to play around with uh, what you want to keep uh, on the board, whether you want your weapon or or you want the the minion. But 
This seems really strong to me. So if people weren't running Rust Rot Viper before, they are now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, seven mana, it's a little slow, but, you know, there's that may bring back control wire and that's a great card for them. I, I guess my question is the durability and the health of the sword are those like combined in the same thing. So, like, let's say it rushes and attacks something that has, say, four attack on it. That means that it would... Mm -hmm end up being a four six weapon when you equip it and then once mm -hmm. you equip it and attack it becomes then a four five when it hits the board or is it mm -hmm. that's my understanding i would assume it's combined right like so eventually like it does run out of that health slash durability that's your understanding that's my understanding yeah all right i'm glad that we're on the same page with that one <laughs> <laughs> oh, because otherwise, if it just ended up still being a four ten, and then you you reequipped it, and then it still had ten durability, it'd be like this never ends, <laughs> right? Which was the the biggest concern that I had. I was like, I feel like we're we're never going to see the end of this. And then on top of it, you have ways of buffing weapons and minions in mm -hmm. both both in inside warrior right now. <laughs> they both exist, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's definitely ways that you're going to be able to say with conditioning, ensure that your weapon even has even more attack when it finally comes time to play it. Yeah, and it'll keep the attack. So that's uh, yeah, that's a really great use. <laughs> I think it's broken. I think that's another one that'll be uh, looked at. <laughs> uh, so then let's talk about the location, uh, Sanguine Depths. It's a uh, one mana. Three durability rare location, deal one damage to a minion and give it one attack. For one mana as well. I mean, that that helps you take care of, uh, you know, some of those big things that have been plaguing us uh, of late from Demon Hunter with the uh, with those little uh, Felwing <laughs> bats. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. The, the art has a bat on it. Meanwhile, it's going to be taking care of some of those Felwings. So. <laughs> yeah, the, as far as... Comparing it to other locations, it seems like a weaker effect. Um, but uh, again, that's a common effect in duels. Uh, so might be more a throw out to the duels fans out there um, that can take advantage of that in other ways. I, th I think it's also interesting, too, because Warrior had access to a lot of the Frenzy cards that have existed. Mm -hmm. And so it's Good very point. possible that if you combine the frenzy effects with also this effect, that it very well could be very powerful. You know, you, even the quill board that was out there that, you know, when it frenzied it, it, it would attack a, uh, a random enemy. Well, if there's nothing on the board, that means it's just going to go face and it's also going to have one more attack. So it'd be six damage going face on that turn. I just I think about those things. There's mm -hmm. there's some synergies out there with some of the things that were already printed in Baron. So good point. Def definitely think there's 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 something to be considered there. And then we have uh, Sire Dar Darnathius himself. Sire Darnathrius. I, I said that wrong to begin with, but we'll get there. A uh, 10 mana 10 10 with lifesteal battle cry. 
deal five damage amongst enemies and it endlessly infuses for one and deals one more damage. So no matter how many minions you play, eventually it just gets built up to where, you know, you slam down your 10, 10 and you're gaining however much life that you, you gain from all these minions dying. That's crazy. I, I've <laughs> often said that life steal uh, probably shouldn't be on any minions bigger than four attack. It's just too big of a, a swing, but to then have a Cthulhu that has life steal. It's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy crazy I, thought. I, de- I definitely think he has been hoarding the anima i mean like i'm not i'm not gonna lie but with that type of ability and the way that he can endlessly infuse whoo i mean people are not gonna be happy seeing this minion see play <laughs> yeah he might have accidentally murdered that poor fool Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, next up, we have Prince Renathal. He's a three mana, three four legendary. Your deck size and starting health are forty. This is the card that they gave us advanced access to, so we'll be playing with it still for another month almost. Um, and I have seen it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely seen a fair bit of play, even if it's not necessarily the the best card to be playing. Sometimes increasing your health to 40 well that's a great benefit increasing your deck size to 40 is not so bueno (laughs) it just means it's harder (laughs) for you to find those those synergies and combos that you're looking for but there are some some you know classes out there that have gotten significant amounts of draw like priest and warlock that you Mm -hmm. know having an extra 10 cards is not that big of a deal they managed to make good use out of them (laughs) this would be another one that would be incredible in duels but uh, obviously it has to be banned because of that extra life it's it's just one of those interesting cards i think it gave us something to to have fun with and play with as uh we're waiting for the next set of cards to come out it definitely does provide opportunity to create uh, new and different types of decks uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're making them better, but it does mean that you're at least making something <laughs> to play. So hopefully you're having fun with it. I just wish that we could get a gold version of it early so that we can turn those uh, 40 card golden legendary decks or 45, uh, 49 cards. Is it with Cthulhu then too? Uh, right now he's he's unable to be attained in gold. Yeah, I, I definitely found that a little frustrating for myself as I went to play Dragon Paladin and I was like, wait a second, he's not gold. I have the upgrade to gold feature. And I was like, wait, hang on. I can't. I have the dust, <laughs> but I can't. Uh, I was like, so my coin's not gold just because of one card. Right. <laughs> Out of 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then finally, we have the two mana, two, three priest of the deceased, a common card with taunt and infuse of three. And it, it once it's infused, it gains plus two, plus two. Pretty basic. Uh, kind of hits the, the theme, though. And even at a two mana, two, three, that's not a bad minion to, to just play right out. I, I kind of yeah. feel like for for an infused card compared to the other infused cards, this one kind of feels like it's like uh, kind of pack filler. In my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, I could see where perhaps you get later on down 
into your deck and you just get to that point where you're like, well, I, I wanted to play some other things. Well, I'll hold on to it just so that way I get a cheap two five as a taunt, you know, yeah. or four five taunt rather. Makes it a little bit better later in the game then too. So if you're playing everything else on curve then you end up with a pretty good one uh, that you can play with something else. Oh, wait, there's one more card that we have to talk about, though. We we actually kind of skipped over it and kind of did so on purpose because it was one of the last cards that was revealed. And that is for Demon Hunter. It's their location. It's a three mana, two durability, uh, rare location, Relic Vault. The next Relic you play this turn casts twice. Now, what's a Relic, Noodle? Um... That's a good question. Do you know what a frolic is, Guy Grumpy? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's something that's old, right? <laughs> I guess. It could be an artifact, right? Like, Rafam has artifacts, but wait, this is Demon Hunter, right? And it says casts, so it's probably not an artifact. Okay, so they're not treasures, though, like, from, like, Kazagasan. So, hmm. I, I, honestly, it feels like, it, since you said that, it, cast, it feels like Demon Hunter might have spells that are relics kind of like how warlocks have curses right so like instead of the the number of curses that that warlock has just recently received i think demon hunter is going to gain spells that are relics and then they might even have like a legendary like their legendary is assuming to potentially be um artificer zymox who's one of the like ethereal minions that is is pictured in some of the art that has come out for this next set um and so those relics may somehow apply to demon hunter to be spells that they cast Hmm. granted this is all guessing because we don't really know because there's not any information that has come out about them yet we do know though uh blizzard has said that the relics are not the same as like the ancient relics from queen ashara so those are different Um, so it's not like, oh, I get to go ahead and get a, an additional legendary for one mana. That's, that's not the same. So, um, beyond that, we don't really know what they are, but there have been, definitely been predictions and even people have gone so far as to make Carter for their predictions, <laughs> um, to kind of guess at what it is. And granted, they're basing a lot of this off of their, their interactions in the Shadowlands in World of Warcraft, because right now that is where World of Warcraft is playing is in the Shadowlands. So some of this is based off of kind of what we're seeing in the game that is that our game is based on. So with that, um, people have kind of guessed that what some of these relics will be based off of. There's a boss fight where uh, Artificer Zymox, he, he's in the game. And so they are basing some of the cards or the relics to be based off of his abilities which include things things like the roots of extinction crystals of phantasms and uh even the edge of annihilation those are some of the attacks that zymox does in that raid battle in world of warcraft so with that they assume that Zymox will be like a one of that legendary for Demon Hunter and that potentially there could be some synergies with the relics and returning them back to Zymox or or if you've cast them, you get some sort of bonus 
Um, but again, it's all all speculation. It's a mystery because that's apparently the theme of this whole entire reveal season is it's a mystery. It's a whodunit. We don't quite know who's done it. Although Blizzard has even helped us out and provided us with a narration. There is now even, we'll include in the show notes, there's uh, Murloc Holmes and the murder at Castle Nathria is a story that has been part included. And there's a part, there's part one through four. And as the reveal season goes on, more of the script is going to be included. And you can feel free to read through that whole entire thing and try to kind of guess at who's, who might be the ultimate suspect. And I would say you'll want to click on that link and check it out as there are more hints at some of the suspects that we have not had a chance to even see yet because the reveal season hasn't completed yet. And we'll go a little deeper into that next week, maybe Uh, when we cover the rest of the uh, newly released stuff. I'm excited. (laughs) I, I know I am. I like the whole theme of it. The like, you know, was it, you know, Stuart, the Stuart in the kitchen with the, uh, the rusty <laughs> pipe like, like i mean clearly we know Stuart the Stuart was in the great hall because of the fact that like we have those cards revealed but like <laughs> uh, just uh <laughs> kind of it gives us that whole entire kind of like clue-esque kind of whodunit theme although we've yet to see it's interesting now that i'm thinking about it what if all of the other legendary things are weapons because warrior got a weapon that is a minion that is a weapon as their as their legendary what if all the rest of them are weapons hmm that could be interesting as it would give us locations weapons and who did it huh what if i'm figuring something out right now Hmm. The clues have been put together. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that goes. <laughs> I've accused everyone, I think, of being the guilty suspect as we've gone through. So, um, But I'm convinced now that you're on to something. The murder weapon is Ramornia at the moment. So far, because that's the only one we've seen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Still got to figure out the location and the person. (laughs) And to do that, I guess we'll turn it over to uh, Murloc Holmes and Watfin. Which has to do with our card of the week. (laughs) So I figured might as well theme our card of the week song off of a little bit to do with, uh, you know, some mysteries being solved by, you know, a, you know, group little gang in a mystery machine and you know we've got murloc holmes and watfin so uh let's let's kick it off can do it in a murloc voice oh can i do it in a murloc voice (laughs) i can try let me try uh watfin where are you we've got some work to do now watfin 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 where are you We've got ton suspects here now. Come on, Waffin. I see you pretending to not see the clues. But Waffin, you're not fooling me. 
Marlock Holmes, because <laughs> we can see the way you got the tools now. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Even the Murloc boys should have no, stayed that, in that character. Was, that, that was that was rough. I, <laughs> I I feel like I I need to go to the guy grumpy school of uh, Murloc voices. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I think it was more like Kermit the Frog, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, Kermit would be a Murloc in the the Wild Universe, I'm sure. You know, it's not easy being green. Well, thanks so much for joining in for part one of our review of the cards. We still have plenty of more reveals for this season coming up, and uh, we'd love to have anyone come on and join us to do more of these reviews and even provide their own uh, mystery machine card of the week song. You know, there's lots of spies of mystery and who's who done it songs out there and accusing somebody of, you know, going across the field and killing that boy. And, you know, the, the, there's songs out there that exist. So, you know, bring your favorite song with you. We'd be glad to have and you. all of your theories of who is the killer. I'm willing to, to, to put my little guess that, uh, you know, as much as Paladin is seen as like the purveyor of the Holy light, I, I, I got to throw a little bit of shade on my boy, Stuart, the steward. That's, that's my initial guess at least. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> uh, why is that? Just cause no one would expect it. I, I, th- I think, yeah, I think people always kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of look the other way when it's a steward, right? Like that's, that's like the, the, like the person in the background, like the maid, right? Like, People always think, you know, Mrs. White includes. She, there's no way she'd ever, she'd ever do that, right? But uh, right. <laughs> it, sometimes it ends up being her in the study, you know, with the revolver. So, <laughs> I, I, I think anyone's up for suspicion, and I'm willing to cast shade in my own direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Self defeating or self defacing. Uh, Humor is always the best. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time on the next episode of The Murder at Castle Nathria. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. We want to thank each and every one of our listeners for joining us every single episode. Additionally, we'd like to especially thank our supporters which our patrons are Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W. We do appreciate that continued support, and you can join them over on patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. For only a dollar a month, you can get early access to every episode and be able to get all the latest information as quickly as possible. Additionally, it really helps us out, and you can do this absolutely for free, leaving us an iTunes review or even a review on your favorite podcast source. It really helps people to know that the show is active and that things are really happening over here. If you found something that you like, even if it's something you don't like, let us know. You can even reach out and send us an email, too, at uh, thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Additionally, you can also let us know if you want to join the show. We can talk about your favorite subjects and even come on, help us review the cards if you want. 
Let us know what you think is the best card coming out so far. Or maybe just if you feel like you've solved that mystery, you know, there's a lot of uh, mysteries to be solved right now in this reveal season. And uh, you might have the upper hand at uh, figuring out just who did kill our host of the party. But who knows? It could be any one of those 10 suspects. Stay tuned and find out more about all the reveals as we have more coming to you each and every week.